In Genesis 50 can be found on verse 7. Uh, this is for your hearing, and I, if you if you read good, it'll help us preach good. Come on, come on. I ain't gonna preach by myself. Read good and help us preach good. Amen. 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 So let's get this, let's get this understanding in the reading so that we can preach good, okay? Beginning with verse 3, chapter 45, beginning with verse 3. The text says, Joseph said to his brothers, I am Joseph. Is my father still living? But his brothers were not able to answer him because they were terrified at his presence. Then Joseph said to his brothers, Come close to me. When they had done so, he said, I am your brother Joseph, the one you sold into Egypt. And now do not be distressed and do not be angry with yourselves for selling me here because it was to save lives that God sent me ahead of you. Now breathe, 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 breathe. Read that in because you don't think that scripture is about you. But that scripture is about you. I want to take a second look at it and breathe it in. This scripture is really about you. 
Let's go to Genesis 50. Beginning with verse 15. We'll end at verse 21. When Joseph's brother saw that their father was dead, they said, what if Joseph holds a grudge against us and pays us back for all the wrong we did to him? So they sent word to Joseph saying, your father left these instructions before he died. This is what you are to say to Joseph. I ask you forgive your brothers the sins and the wrongs they committed in treating you so badly. Now please forgive the sins of the servants of the God of your father. Their message came to him. Joseph wept. His brothers then came and threw themselves down before him. We are your slaves, they said. But Joseph said to them, don't be afraid. Am I in the place of God? You intended to harm me. King James says, what you meant for evil. But God intended it for good to accomplish what is now being done. The saving of many lives. So then, don't be afraid. I will provide for you and your children. And he reassured them and spoke kindly yeah. to them. Yeah. Amen. 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 You may be seated in the presence of the Lord.
that has turned these chains of events in my life. Y'all not going to talk back to me. Why do things happen this way? Why is it so hard for me? Seemingly other folks can do some things that I should be able to do, but seemingly some things come easier for them than they come for me. Why do things turn out the way they did in my life? Now, y'all ain't got to say that. I know I got your man. Then, after that, what we began to do is we began to question the what ifs. And then the what if leads us to stop focusing on us and focusing on others. Come on. Come on. What if my mama didn't leave my dad? What if my daddy didn't drink so much? What if my brother treated me like he treated his friends? What if my sister wasn't so spoiled? We, we, we find ourselves with these questions. And we begin to look at our families and fantasize about perhaps being born in a different place. Being born under different circumstances. Even been born in a different Family. Y'all yeah. 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 don't want me to look at y'all. <laughs> you can hide. <laughs> but I can see you. <laughs> yeah, you ask these questions. Sure you have. These are unanswered questions that evoke certain emotions that have caused you to do certain things out of these questions. Y'all want to try this one a bit? The reason why some of us are angry and how some of us are so vicious toward one another is because we still have lingering questions. We have anger and resentment toward our Doesn't mean we can't come to the family celebration together. Doesn't mean we can't eat cake on our birthday. Doesn't mean we can't laugh and be joyous, but you're laughing and eating and joyous, resenting each other. Because if you had been different, perhaps my circumstances would have been different. And what that causes is, it causes bitterness. And my, many of us are walking around, we're functioning, but we're functioning bitter. Is it central? Yes, sir. Absolutely. We're bitter. Bitter. The feeling, bitterness is the feeling of having been treated 
or feeling as though you've been treated unfairly. And secretly, you feel like not only have you been treated unfairly by your family and your family circumstances, but ultimately, you've been treated unfairly by God. Because God has the power and the ability to place anybody, whomever and wherever God wants to place them. And ultimately, you're resenting God, but you're taking it out on your family.
So Jacob started this mess by falling Joseph. But watch this. Joseph was not only the youngest boy spoiled, but he became braggadocious. And that's what happens when you have those all kids. Amen. They become braggadocious and arrogant because they feel special because you made them feel special. His brothers became jealous of him and they actually plotted to kill him. They plotted to kill him. He would tell them about these dreams that he had and he was a good dream interpreter but he, the way he did it, you know sometimes it's not what you do. It's the way you do it. Ain't nothing wrong with truth, but hey, remember I'm a human being. Step softly. Some people, they, they come with the right answer, but with the wrong spirit. Y'all not going to talk back to me. I don't have a problem with what you say, but it's just how you say it. Check your spirit. They were jealous of him. They plotted to kill him. But instead of killing him, what, what one of them suggested that they do is they threw him in a hole. Yeah. Can you imagine that? Uh, Being thrown in a hole by your brothers. Yeah, yeah. And then even worse than that, they threw him in the pit. And then after that, they sold him into slavery. His brothers. Sold him into slavery. He became a slave to his master named Potiphar. Potiphar had a wife that was soft on him because the Bible says that he grew in stature and then he became handsome. And his wife started hitting on him. And Joseph was smart. He said, wait a minute, I got a good thing here. This ain't right. You know, this ain't, this ain't, this ain't what we need to be doing. And so she kept on doing it. Kept on doing it. And he refused her every time. And finally, he fled. But she told Potiphar that it was him, Joseph, that was hitting on her. Potiphar became angry and put Joseph in prison. Now, when he got to prison, he interpreted dreams. Because when he got there, the kings, cupbearer and baker, were also locked up. And the cupbearer promised him that when he got out, if he got out, which he did get out, that he would remember Joseph. But guess what he did? He forgot about him for two years. This is you in prison for two years. Anyone in his situation will be consumed with bitterness. Come on now. Put yourself in that prison for two years. Some of y'all been in that prison for 20 years. Consumed 
with the bitterness of why your life has transpired. Y'all not going to talk back to me, but I'm going to preach anyway. Listen to this. Psychologist Anthony Burrow at Cornell University says this. Get this, get this, get this. He says, meaning is found by looking backward. The meaning of life, the meaning of your life is found by looking backward. Whereas purpose is found by looking forward. This is African American History Month, Black History Month, and we celebrate Black History Month by using the verb Sankofa. And every time you see a Prince Sankofa, a Sankofa is pointed this way, but his neck is always looking backward. Because a Sankofa understands that in order to move forward in life, you don't move forward without looking backward. You look backward in order that you can see where you come from so you can have some direction on where you are going. That means you go back. It just means you look back in order to go forward. It's time to change. But we find meaning by looking back. We find purpose by moving forward. If I had a witness here, that would be all right. Burrow says this. She says, the more people become aware of who they are and secure... In their purpose, this is hot, Brother Walsh, the less angry they become about what has happened to them in the past. That's hot. Can I say that again? Burrow says the more people become aware and secure and who they are and what their purpose is, the less they become angry about the events of their past. Perhaps some of the bitterness that we're feeling in our families. Perhaps some of the pain that we're feeling in our families. Perhaps some of the unforgiveness that we're feeling in our families. Is be, it's not necessarily because of the events of the past. It's because we have yet to find meaning and purpose. Yes. Yeah, right. Come on. Come on. I wish I was with me this morning. While in prison, how many times did Joseph say, if they didn't do what they did to me, uh, uh, I wouldn't be in this situation. Y'all not going to talk back to me. How many times have we went down memory lane and played the blame game? If this had not happened to me, if they had not done that to me, if these things hadn't happened to me, I wouldn't be in this situation. Y'all ain't got to say nothing to me. I know I'm talking the truth. We tend to go down memory lane and lose sight over the fact that though these things have happened to you, God 
has made a way for you. Despite your circumstances, that some of us have to get over the fact that the person who did this to you are no longer the person that they were. You can't lock them in the time in which they did you wrong. You've grown and maybe they have grown. Talk to me, somebody. Am I saying anything to you this morning? Perhaps it's the bitterness that you're carrying about the incidents of your past that's prohibiting us to move it forward as a family. Memory lane makes us tend to forget that we're not the only victims in our life story. Uh-oh, cover your feet. Memory lane makes us focus on everybody else. But it leaves us out of the equation. Joseph needs to remember that he wasn't innocent himself. Joseph needs to remember that he's not the only victim of his life story. Joseph needs to remember that he victimized some other folks. Oh, I wish I could get an amen right along through here. We can't move forward in our relationships if we're always right. We can't move forward in our relationships if we're always the sensible one. We can't move forward in our relationships if we're always a hero in the story. We can't move forward in our relationship if we see ourselves as the only victim. Joseph was an arrogant know-it-all. And his mouth got him in trouble. Y'all not going to say that anymore. I know what I'm dealing with. I'm going to tell you why I know I'm the brother Napoleon. Can I talk to you? I know what I'm dealing with. And the reason why I know what I'm dealing with is because I'm a recovering know-it-all myself. I said recovery. I said recovery. I ain't done with my program, but I'm working on it. I'm telling you that when we're talking about focusing on the family, we can't focus on the family without turning the spotlight on ourselves. And mom, you don't know this, and I hope he's watching, but there was some tension between me and my brother. I mean, it wasn't bad. It was just like... Um, we would have a regular conversation that I thought was pretty light. But then I would say something and he would just, I mean, just, just snap at me. And I began to investigate, what is it, what is this? What, what, what is this? 
And sometimes you, we have this thing we study called the Jahari window where you can't see from your peripherals and people from the outside can see some stuff that you can't see. Right. And you've been living your life the way you've been living it, thinking you're looking good, but you ain't been looking that hot. Because nobody is honest enough to tell you about your old craziness. <laughs> So I begin to ask questions. I mean, because I want my brother, I want our relationship to be good all the time. Right, 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 right. So I begin to say, what, what is this tension? That in certain spaces that don't need to be no tension, I can feel this tension. <laughs> and the Holy Spirit said, well, for a large portion of his life, You've been his know-it-all over that. You don't think that is a big deal. Right, right. So I thought about that. And I thought about how know-it-alls make me feel. All right. You ever talk to a know-it-all? Thinking, Mike, you ever talk to a know-it-all? Don't answer that, brother Mike. Mike, he'll call their name out. <laughs> he'll say, yeah, I know, son. He's going to call them <laughs> A know-it-all may mean well, but a know-it-all makes you feel small. A know-it-all is very demeaning. A know-it-all makes you feel like there's not a two-way conversation. It's all about what they know. A know-it-all makes you feel like you know, you're their subject. You may have some good information, but remember, it's how you deliver it. A know-it-all don't have room to listen. A know-it-all only has room to talk. A know-it-all just doesn't make you, it's just not, it just, it's just not good company. And I said, Lord, that's me. And he said, yes, that's you. Don't say amen, Keisha, no more. So I went to my brother and I said, man, I owe you an apology. You know, I've kind of been the resident know-it-all in our family when it comes to you. I said, but man, I was just trying to help you. Doesn't mean that that's an excuse, but I didn't take into account maybe how that made you feel. But you're a grown man now. You got your own family. You know things far beyond what I could ever think of knowing. All right. And I just want you to apologize. And I just want you to know that I realized that I was at that way. That way. Right, right, right. And you know what he said? Yes, you were. <laughs> Joseph was a know-it-all. He was an arrogant know-it-all. And so when you're talking about looking at, at your at meaning in life and you look back at your past and you're starting to try to figure out where the things that happened in your past has caused these present events, don't leave yourself out. Don't leave yourself out. As we search for meaning, we have to look back and look forward 
at the same time. It's not about looking back and staying back. It's about looking back while moving forward. We have to move forward with our families while looking back for the purpose of recognizing where we made some mistakes. Genesis 50 and 20 says this. It says, it says, and it culminates this verse. We understand what it is that Joseph is going through when he says what you meant for evil. God meant for good. But that's not all that he said. He also said, I've come this far for a time such as this in order that lives might be saved. In other words, he gets to the point where he finds meaning from the past to understand his purpose going forward. Y'all missed that. I got to say that again. In other words, he doesn't blame folk and stay in the past and blame them for the stuff that they have. What he does is he recognizes the past for what he is and says, listen, you didn't mean it for the right reason, but my God, my God. Then he, he actually says to them, hey, don't worry about it. And essentially, you know what he says? Don't worry about it because I made it. Somebody else. And if you know you 
make it. You can make it. My brothers and sisters, we do not have an individual purpose alone. We have a collective purpose. God is looking for a family that will represent God. With all of our flaws, all of our dysfunction, all of our brokenness, he wants to marvel at us like a city on a hill that cannot be healed. That will tell